Hey, uh, Zen, this is uh, second time now with the Lazy Gold Maker. It is, it is, yeah. Yeah, last time it went like uh, totally uh, not the correct way. But this time it's obviously going to work perfectly, no issues at all, knock on wood. What do you have to say, Lazy, about it? Well, I mean, hopefully... Uh, we don't care. Let's start the show! <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome into the third episode of the Auction House Podcast. Um We're back. We're back again for yet another episode. We have some exciting things to talk about today. We got the lazy goldmaker on, and we obviously have Jack as well. Lazy, how are you doing, man? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing fine. We're gonna start with the obvious, like always, the token price. Let's see. The token price has been interesting. It had... Uh, this week, it had a little bit of a peak. I don't remember exactly the day. I feel like it was like maybe Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday. It had a peak where it went on EU all the way up to a little over 170, 170k. It was on the 19th of January. Okay. Okay, so that's what? Tuesday? Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, so, so what that is... Is we had we had a peak on the token, which is the highest it's been, I think, ever since the expansion came out. Quite sure. Which is interesting because we don't we're not really a hundred percent sure why it had that peak. The uh thing that we did talk about is it could be because uh it's actually on like a full two months after the expansion released. So it could be it could be the fact that people are getting new game time there. Uh, on that day yeah that could be but uh, other than that it's it's hard to say what it could be it's also not that bigger like that high of a peak it's just a little little more than usual the awkward thing is that on an a nothing happened it was just you yeah nothing happened at all nothing, nothing special on the na happens so there's more gold makers on eu that's that's like kind of what it is i'm not sure about okay i trust you i'm 100 percent sure there's not more we're better what happened with the token price on the EU last uh, Tuesday? Uh, I have no idea. I, I don't even uh, pay attention to it. <laughs> Nothing special actually going to happen upcoming weeks for the token price. I think the upcoming week at least. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't see any uh, big changes. Uh, we obviously have BlizzCon coming up on the nineteenth of February or whatever it is, but uh, it's free. The the online version obviously they're, they're probably going to have something that they're going to sell and whatever announcements that they do make it might also do something but before then i don't i don't see anything big well there's obviously going to be some pre-purchases people can do for like i think overwatch maybe overwatch 2 that's coming out this year um maybe some diablo news well yeah but it would seem reasonable that people can pay uh, for overwatch 2 when they announce it on the BlizzCon. Probably, yeah. It'll be on the 19th and the 20th of February. Well, well, well. I guess we'll see. I guess we'll see. You both uh, gonna watch it? You and Lazy? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. It's a Friday and Saturday. I'm definitely gonna watch it. We cannot do that. 
Of course we can, Jack. We have to record a podcast. Well, of course we do, but not, you know, BlizzCon is longer than the podcast. Just miss a little bit of it, catch up on it. It's fine, it's fine. Um, Gumdrops recently Twittered about an interview. He posted a piece of information from a presentation uh, at Spl- a Splunk conference. I've never heard of it before, but it's a very interesting piece of information on the World of Warcraft economy. And uh, like the two two top things that he posted was 21 billion gold moves around the WoW economy every single day and is through around 10 million transactions. A lot. That's insane. I did not, I, I mean, I did not expect it was that high. Did I? Like, I thought it was high, but 21 billion every day? It's insane. Did some calculation on it. Um, give us some information about it. Well, if we think of it in, in terms of token value, per se, just to give a little bit of perspective, if we have 21 billion gold, uh, if we turn that into token value, like the amount of Blizzard balance that you can get from, from a token, on EU, it would be... <laughs> 1,674,846. So 1.7 million euros in, in tokens every single day get moved in transactions. That's insane. Which is the same as 128,000 months of game time. That's, that's a long time you can play them. I mean, you, you play them forever. You know, longer than you're going to be alive. Big so as well. What about the NA? Well, on NA, it's... Uh, 2.7. It's $2,692,000 in WoW token value. And uh, it's the same as 179,000 months of game time. So it's... It's <laughs> it's absolutely insane. And just to keep that in mind, that's every day. Obviously the number probably goes up and down a little bit, but it's... uh. It's absolutely insane how much that is. That is really nuts. Don't forget our guest. Um, Lazy, again, welcome to the show. Um, straight into the podcast, I'm going to talk about something, your YouTube videos. This is your second video already on the road to 100 million gold. Um, why did you want to start a YouTube channel with it? Um, so I've done challenges in the past where I've done uh, written updates on my blog, essentially. Um, but for one of the third uh, days to a token challenges, I made update videos for my patrons. Um, and I realized pretty quickly into the road to 100 million challenge that there's so much information and so much that's much easier to show visually um, by actually like dragging up graphs and showing stuff on the screen. Um, so I thought it would make a, a good basis for a um, for a video series. So uh, then I decided to just start putting some videos out there and see uh, see how they do essentially, and try to just um, improve them as I go. Um, and um, yeah, that's that's sort of the idea behind it. At least we're two videos out now. The next one is coming uh, tomorrow. Um, so that's going to be nice. Uh, of course, they're on a one-week delay be- <laughs> compared to when I record them because I, um, they are in early access for all my patrons. They get uh, get everything I post to YouTube as well one week ahead of time. And um, 
people can watch these uh, new series on YouTube. Um, if you just search on The Lazy Goldmaker, you will find it straight away. And you can start with the first or second week, or maybe the first week he uh, going to do tomorrow. Um, for patrons, where can they go to? Uh, what's the address? Um, so um, the patron is patreon.com slash the lazy goldmaker. Um, I also have a new, another, uh, I have my own podcast, the world of goldcraft, as I call it, where I just talk about gold making for 20 minutes. Um, and starting this week, uh, that's going to be a live show on Twitch. And then also the VODs will be on YouTube. So, um, so I'll start coming out. I'll be recording the first episode on uh, Thursday this week. So make sure you uh, stop by for that. Where can we find you on the OnlyFans? Um, that's onlyfans.com uh, slash uh, Jack's feet. feet. Wait, if that's going to be a thing, man, I got to be loaded. <laughs> Holy crap. Okay. Um, so you're now a YouTuber. You're a blogger. You're a Twitch streamer. You're a podcast host on your own podcast um, on Spotify. Next. What's next? I don't know. World domination. I mean, going into full world domination is quite a big step. Yeah. So we'll start with 100 million gold, hopefully, and then uh, then we'll see from that. Um, I don't have any plans for any new platforms. I'm I'm on all of them soon, so we'll see what I can uh, what I can make out of it. Um, by the way, all, I assume all the links, all the info can be found on the Lazy Goldmaker website, right? Um, yeah. Uh, www.lazygoldmaker.com Yeah, thelazygoldmaker.com The Lazy Goldmaker. Um, something else. Uh, in your uh, latest uh, video, you also talk about breaking even on the legendaries. Uh, yeah, and we're now, of course, one reset later, and I'm not. This, I'm not just breaking an even. I'm making. I'm raking it in. I made, uh, I got 5.2 million in sales uh, on the reset day this week. So I'm now up like four and a half million from last week in liquid gold. That's a lot. I saw it, by the way. I was uh, on the uh, Twitch channel while you were streaming. And uh, yeah, there wasn't the same mailbox. It, it was really crazy. Even after you were done, like you checked one more time the <laughs> your mailbox. And it was like another 700k in it. Yep. I had today was another like 1.3 million after re- reposting uh, last night and then not reposting at all during the day today. So it's uh, it's a crazy market. Going back to <clears throat> the whole uh, 21 billion gold being transferred over the economy. Um, I looked into it a little further. They're also doing a lot of work towards uh, finding gold sellers. What do you mean? Um, let me pull it up here. They're tracking the um, they're tracking they're tracking the relationships like who are people trading with on a regular yeah. basis. Um, probably like transaction sizes as well. So I'm sure that like some of my accounts, my or my two accounts, might have been like um, something they checked because I send a lot of gold back and forth between my two accounts uh, on a regular basis, and then they realized okay they're registered to the same guy and he's just sending gold back and forth, and that's completely benign and uh, fine. Yeah, it se- it seems that they're also going into people that are posting things on the auction house for abnormal prices, 
supposedly like vendor items for 400 500,000 um and people that do that often it seems like they they have like data to 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 blacklist people and monitor accounts because of this which is really interesting but i also love it the fbi pretty much i mean it's 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 nice because they 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 treat the data like like they're supposed to you know can actually it's pretty comforting that we can see that they're trying their best to work against gold sellers even the most like hidden ways of trying to avoid their uh detection systems right i hope they would invest like more in uh avoiding bots like they do now with these yeah. kind of things like uh, checking the transactions if they just could focus a bit more on the bots i think that would help a lot as well oh yeah oh yeah but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. Lazy, because you're a lot in the legendary market. Um, I heard a couple of people say on their server, like, okay, now I'm noticing the legendary market is like slowing down. It's less profitable. Even a couple of people I know, like Mentheus, told said, like, okay, I'm gonna quit for now the legendary market on my server because it's not that interesting anymore. Is that? Same happening on your server because you're on a bigger, very big server on the EU. Um, no, I don't feel feel the slowdown much. Of course, profit margins vary a lot. It's very um, it's very reset uh, prone. Like there's a lot of people doing resets when they notice something is too cheap. Um, so actually, like my minimum price was probably a little bit too low. I've sold a lot of stuff to people just resetting the markets, but it was still a profit for me, so I'm okay with it. Um, so I don't really see it uh, slowed down that much. I'm actually surprised because I it seems like a lot of people are rolling alts. Something I also noticed, um, I think on the WoW Reddit, people were discussing legendaries. Um, and there were a lot of people who had just like gotten multiple rank ones or twos um, for their character and prioritized getting more legendary powers available rather than leveling them up, which means that uh, there's still like significant amount of demand coming for rank three and four legendaries from those people. Um, and even then, I'm still seeing seeing large sale rates. But of course, if you compare it to like week one profits, which were a little bit uh, on the crazy side, then, um, then you might be disappointed. But uh, it's still something that can very reliably, very quickly generate 30, 20 to 40% profit per item, which is generally where crafting markets um, tend to be. We often see a lot of messages. Maybe Zen also sees them in his Twitch channel. Um, people come in and say, okay, is it too late to start in the legendary market? And I think that's not, not at all the question you should be asking, right? No, I mean, I, when, when it comes to legendary crafting, obviously it depends on what kind of server you're on, but uh, I, feel like, I feel like the places where you're going to find the least amount of profit is, is full pups or maybe even some medium pups. But you're, I mean, there is, there's still lots of gold to be had, especially if you're, if, if you're not only buying enough to craft, you know, one, two, three pieces of, the, you know, rank four. And you invest very early on into into be a, you know being able to craft what you need, then you're still going to be able to see profit. I think I think what it also goes down to, I think there's a lot of people that don't do manual uh, calculations and just expect TSM to do everything. Uh, yeah, for sure. I I'm surprised uh, continuously at some of the profit margins on the rank twos and threes. Um, a lot of them are profitable uh, still. 
now that we've moved through all of the stuff that people made to to level their professions so i don't think it's too late at all but um you need to be you need to focus on the highest sale rate recipes for sure because the difference is huge like i'll i usually craft about three of each and for the the most in-demand recipes like shadow gas greaves the plate legs for instance they just sell out uh, and I have to recraft the three or, or even five the next day, and they're going to sell out all of the rank twos, threes, and fours. You're going to need deep pockets to start with it. That's the thing, right? Well, it, it kind of depends, right? If you want every single rank four uh, or maybe even rank threes, that's obviously going to cost a lot, especially if you do multiple professions. I assume the most of the people want that because they want to get ready for 9.1. 9. That we're gonna maybe gonna hear about at the next uh, upcoming BlizzCon. I mean, yeah, potentially. Um, I, I I think it's gonna be a long time before we get a new patch, but it's hard to say like how it's it's hard to say how they're gonna go about the legendary crafting system in future patches because we don't know if they're gonna add new materials or they're gonna require um, the same materials but just a higher amount because we go up in a rank. It's it's hard to say. One thing is for sure, and I think you both agree with that, the ranks will go up. Absolutely, they have to, because we need we need higher item levels, so they have to go up. Question is like, what's gonna make the the, uh, the rank goes up? Like, do we need more materials? Are there gonna be new materials? Are they gonna be like bind on uh, on pickup stuff? I don't hope they're gonna do that, because that's gonna be a pain in the butt. Yeah, well, we're, we're we're gonna find out. <laughs> that's that's it it's hard to predict i feel like because they've never done anything like this before can you hope to see uh, lazy what 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 they will do for the next ranks um i don't know i think that if they do the same thing that would probably be nice because well now i have a good idea about uh what players are gonna or how players approach the system uh, in terms of the people crafting and when you can, how you can make a profit, uh, utilizing that information, um, I don't expect uh, a new uh, material. This patch, I doubt we'll get that because I don't think we'll get new zones in the first content patch. Um, and they usually don't add materials w- uh, without uh, a new zone. Oh, flying? Do you think guys think we're gonna get flying already in nine point one? Nope. Mm, no, I don't think so. We didn't get flying until Nashatar and BFA, which uh, was the second patch. Well, the system is not going to be the same again because they told us, uh, Blizzard told us, like, they're no, not going to be a path of something or a part of something. Pathfinder. But but we're still going to have we're still going to have flying for Renown. So it's not a Pathfinder, but it's still content that is gated. Obviously, there's a fine catch-up system, but I I I don't know. I I don't think I don't think that they're gonna wait, go away from the whole. I don't think we're gonna get flying that early. I don't think so. But one of the other things I wanted to to ask about, again, still is how long we see like very high prices on BOEs. Do we think we're gonna? Do we think they're gonna hold all the way until we get the next raid, or are they gonna like gradually, slowly drop down? Because obviously on on full pups it, it's they're they're expen- they're expensive but they're going down in value. Generally, pretty much every item is going to go down in value uh, over time as uh, it becomes just less useful. And uh, this is BOEs, this is materials because the things you craft with materials are just less useful right now because people have 
more gear to do uh, raids with, so they don't need consumables as much. Uh, and the same thing holds true for gear and pretty much everything. Uh, yeah, but it's with what I what I've what I've seen from a from a couple uh, raiders on on the realm that I play on is that they're much more open to making alts and the amount of BOEs that sell is actually still very high. Uh, I'm just I was just wondering if if you know if they're gonna keep their pretty high value all the way up until the patch or they're gonna like slowly drop. They're probably gonna slowly drop. It's just something I wanted to talk about because it's always BOEs are always a very interesting market to try and understand. I'm gonna be fair. Um I totally skipped this for now, the BOE section. Uh not sure it doesn't seem that appealing to me. Uh, and that not because you cannot make gold with it, but because for me there's like a lack of information on what what kind of BOEs are hot and that's what I'm saying. It's a it's, it's a tough thing to get into. I, I can remember, and I know Lacey from this as well. We both made so much gold and legion from the one-on-ones. That was such an easy market. Uh, a lot of people that got those BOEs uh, didn't know the value of them. You bought them cheap and you sold them high. That's that's the thing you did. Like that's what that was like Christmas for me. Yeah, BOEs, as far as like flipping goes, I don't think they're going to be they're particularly good this expansion. You can make some money, but not on the level of BFA or, uh, or Legion. As far as like farming them to sell, um, the price is going to trend downwards. Even the people aren't as willing to spend gold gearing their alts as they are on their main for mythic progression or heroic progression or whatever. Like uh, the initial first progression is uh, more important to most people than the second character. Um, so the prices are going to be lower, but they might be willing to buy more items for their alts if they have the gold, but not at the same um, tip top level prices. Uh, so Blizzard uh, announced uh, last year that broadcasting uh, software wasn't allowed anymore uh, for multi boxes. Multi boxes still allowed. But you're not allowed to use the software anymore. How are we seeing this impact on the economy now? It's very hard to say since we haven't really seen Shadowlands with multiboxing being a thing. Um, but uh, of course, it's going to be uh, be different. Like for me personally, I think it was a good change for the game. Uh, that's my opinion. Uh, I think that multibox farming, in particular, gathering. Um, and some of the absolutely uh, and some of the standstill farms, they just meant that um, regular Joes, if you're just some nobody with one account trying to farm, you're going to be so inefficient compared to the top guys that uh, you'll never be making decent gold. When it comes to the whole multiboxing change, um, obviously they can't use uh, bro- input broadcasting software anymore. But um, even even the le- like fully legit multiboxers that still play the game manually, um, they still get reported. And because of the automated automated system that Blizzard has for banning people, a lot of the uh, a lot of the um, current multiboxers, there's not that many of them left that do it, you know, in the, the allowed way. They they still get banned because they get spam reported by people that think they're bots. You know a bit more about multiboxing, Zen. Um, how are they doing that now? Because they cannot use a software for it. 
so they can still use uh, a software for it as long as the actual software doesn't have a broadcasting or like input broadcasting software. So something that they they used uh, was IS Boxer, and the creator of IS Boxer he made like a whole separate program without the input broadcasting software option. What does it do then? The program. So what it does is it just puts your your uh, like your WoW clients up in a neat layout so you can more easily see like 10 accounts or whatever do you control them yeah you still have to you have to manually control them but you you can't do multiple actions on on more accounts you have to manually click on each one so you, you yeah you can still do it but it's way more annoying like top alt top alt top alt that, that kind of thing yeah 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 so in, in a way where you would have to click one or once or twice for all the accounts to do something now you have to click 10 times What's the negative side on this uh, action? It removed the part of the game that a lot of people obviously enjoyed. Uh, I, I, I can't. We can't say how big the multiboxing community was, but we know it's it's at least a little handful of people, and that's obviously sad. But for the overall game, I think I think it was a good change because it was getting to the point where if you wanted to be fully efficient, if you weren't really, really, really good at flipping. Um, or cross server economies, you couldn't compete with these guys, as Lacey said. You know, you can't compete with somebody that can farm on 10 accounts if you only have one. Yeah. And the problem with it was that you also required, you know, it required a stronger computer system. Like, you can't run 10 accounts if you have a potato PC. Like, there, it's just not going to happen. And, uh, and it, yeah, it's, it's, it's an un, unfair way of playing the game. And also, when it's an MMORPG, um, obviously there's a lot of people that like to play the game solo, but if you play the game with yourself on 10 different accounts, it's like duplicating yourself, you know, it's, it's like, if we think from it, from, from a, like a standard play of view, I get why so many people don't like, like the whole basic system around multiboxing. I get it. Um, I do think they could have, of course, just nerfed multibox gathering um, and farming instead, um, which there are would have been some, so people could have used it uh, input broadcasting for world PvP or whatever. If you want to run like forty uh, shamans and one shot someone, if you you could still do that, um, they could have done that by, of course, reverting the multi tapping. Uh, thing for for gathering nodes which would have been annoying for for farmers but i mean people can live with that in classic um they can compete for nodes and if it's just always just one person getting the node then multi-box gathering is dead uh, you could do the same for um for for mob farming as well with just having the the mob loot not scale with the number of people looting it which is sort of a very weird change to be honest uh in modern WoW, if eight people kill a mob, then it drops eight times as much loot than if one people kill one guy kills it. It's they they made they made the change of the tags so more people could get quest rewards, so people could flow through the content faster. Um, so it's like I think it's an unintentional change to to their like you know casual average player, but uh, yeah. I would have killed uh, two by four farming as well if you if you changed the, the loot scaling, um, which uh, could be fine, could be bad. I mean, the market is going to adapt 
prices will adapt to whatever you can generate and then you can just adapt the drop rates as yes. well to make sure that uh, any item is still reasonably uh, decent uh, to, or decent at the right level of effort needed to obtain it uh, which you can always just tune the way that i understood the reason that they made the change on how many can tag a mob which you know would l scale the loot amount of loot that you can have was because they wanted people to be able to complete world quests, normal quests, um, at the same time as somebody else. So they don't have to, you know, stand around and wait wait until they get a tag. If, if five, you know, four people already hitting a mob, they still get the chance to get their loot. Let me interrupt on this, um, because we just talked about those uh, farms, those 2x4 farms. Um, I just popped up the, the Undermine Journal website, and I checked the Kalashite again, and it's still... Uh, dropping in amounts and it dropped like from the 11th of january to now it went from a 1.8 million amount to an 1 million amount so it halved already in two weeks yeah it's it's pretty interesting i heard some people talk about callous hype being nerfed but uh you know i asked already lazy as well and he said like okay this has to do of course with the weekly reset and that's correct but now it just it has one course like it's dropping be that they nerfed it, but nobody knows about it. It's possible. Um, we're still seeing the same drop, but yeah, from a lower peak this week than last. Um, the prices are still uh, are still low, though, relative to what they were a week ago when the quantity was even higher. Um, so uh, I guess we'll we'll see. Generally speaking, people always uh, start posting about anything being nerfed, even when it's not nerfed. Yeah. So if 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 it was actually nerfed, you'd expect the Wow economy to be literally uh, overflowing with posts about it. Actually, the price is is now going up. And uh, let me check the data for it. Yeah, it's up a little bit uh, since the the bottom yesterday for the price, at least on the region uh, on Tuesday. At least that's the region uh, prices I'm looking at. But um, yeah, it's um, it's very hard to see any trends if you look at specific realms. And there's uh, might be a, a trend or not, um, but it does seem like there's less less available for sale right now. And the, I guess we'll see once. Uh, once the quantities start recovering as people finish restocking for the next reset over the weekend, um, then we'll have a more better uh, uh, better basis for for claiming anything. But I have no idea how the farms are doing because I don't do the farms. Well, what it seems like from, from the people that I know that farm uh, actively is the drops haven't changed um, at all. But a lot of people are reporting after they've done 30 minutes, maybe an hour of... Uh, of farming, you know, a certain spot for skinning, and thirty minutes, and uh, maybe to an hour, is it's not really gonna do much. It's it's not really gonna tell that much. You could have just been unlucky with drops. You could have been unlucky with the amount of spawns because there's been a lot of competition at the place that you were at. Um, but in it, as you said, if something was for sure nerfed, it would have been swamped on Reddit. We would have known about it for sure. I just did a little check as well on the NA, and that's the opposite. Uh, not a, not huge, but now there's a small increase again in the quantity. Prices there are still dropping. Only on the EU, the quantity is dropping, and the price went up in two days from 16, 116 gold average to 123 gold average. Huge, but there's a change. And 
I'm not talking about the price, but the most interesting thing I think is the quantity. Uh, rapidly in the on the EU. Zen, you're by the way uh, full focus on Titan Steel. How is that going? Well, it's actually going pretty well. Um, I've seen it's. I will say though, Titan Steel moves very differently on a lot of servers, so it's it's hard to say if if you're going to be able to do anything that's even close. But in the in the last week and a half, I've been able to sell uh, around 20, 30 Titan Steel pieces for twenty six hundred gold. Uh, so 2,600, that's after the auction house cut, which is very, very high. To let people know, you're on a full pop server. Yeah, I, I, I play on, on, on Terran Mill, if any of you uh, know that server, but that is a full pop. And there's a lot of people that, that play on this server. Uh, Titan Steel specifically is used for um, a bunch of crafted transmog. and uh, The motor mount for the Horde side and the Alliance side. The, the reason that we see uh, a rise in some of these overall materials, as we've talked about the last couple of podcasts, um, is obviously because a lot of people are focusing on Shadowlands right now. Um, it's it, There's a lot of gold to be made in Shadowlands, so a lot of people are not looking back and seeing what there's uh, potential for in old expansions, which is completely fair and um, understandable. And we can also say uh, that there might be a potential change because we don't have, you know, hundreds of multi-boxers out there farming all the old world uh, zones as well. We can't really know for sure if that's going to be the case for the whole expansion, um, but I feel like that's something we're going to be able to see once we get you know a couple more months into the actual expansion. Uh, Lazy, do you have any old content you're like uh, selling or buying on the auction house? Um, just some of the old world mounts that I craft. Um, the Vile of the Sands, I've had that recipe since uh, the launch day of Legion. I got the recipe like an hour before Legion launched on my last farming session <laughs> during the pre-patch. Um, so that one's a consistent seller. I also do Sky Golems, and uh, uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, the ATV mount from uh, from BFA. I scrapped a bunch of bracers at the tail end of BFA. So I had about a, a thousand expulsum that I can uh, turn into ATVs. And just whenever I have ATVs, they sell so fast. It's crazy. Interesting market at the moment to start in the ATV or would you recommend to wait? I mean, if you'll have to scrap bracers. So hopefully you enjoy the the bracers for Astaroth um, mechanic. Um but uh, it's really good. I think my profit margin, my crafting cost is somewhere in the like 2,000, 3,000 gold range. And they're selling for 7,500 uh, as fast as I can post them almost. It sells very quickly. But you also have to uh, farm the recipe, uh, right? Shouldn't you be able to solo it most likely? Yeah, it's, it's easier. It's easier. recommended to flip them if there's like a market with like five of them on them. Um, yeah, that's a possibility. It's very annoying to craft, but uh, on a, on higher pop realms, there's probably not uh, the volume is probably high enough, and there are people like me or even other people I know. There are people I've talked to uh, who had uh, literal gold uh, guild banks full of ATVs uh, before uh, before Shadowlands launched. I think the risk is like you need to know how much people have in stock, even if it's on a low or medium pop uh, realm. 
yeah, I think if you know that kind of information, then you know what to do. You could give it a try. It's not that expensive, I think. Um, I saw it on one of my low pop servers. They were going for like five, six k uh, each, and I bought so far. I bought six of them. They got reposted for ten k now, three more, and now I'm selling just 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 selling them for double the price. I'm not paying too much attention at it at the moment, but the yeah, I think the trick is to find out how much people have that in stock and how much they still can craft. The Great Sea Ray, I have two of them now. I bought them both for 80k, and the region value is like 150k. And so far, I'm the only seller. Yeah, it's also because the Great Sea Ray uh, is very hard to get now. They nerfed it early on in BFA. Uh, it was very, very easy to get uh, for some time. And then people were selling them for, you know, 10, 20k, I remember. And then uh, they, they nerfed the drop rate, so it's worth a lot more now. You lazy, you also have a couple of them? Um, yeah, I have a couple of all of the the world drop mounts from BFA. Um, not uh, been my best investment so far. I, I sold some of them like during the pre-patch and just around uh, before launch, but since then it's been very slim. Uh, I've had a lot more success with the Island Expedition gear, which is probably like my best, uh, one of my best investments ever. I bought a bunch of the Island Expedition transmog on, on many different rounds just before... Uh, Shadowlands launch and uh, the prices are through the roof. I feel like for me it's completely different. I didn't do uh, too many islands because I wasn't super interested in it. I obviously I I looked at the island expedition gear, but I never decided to invest in it. But BFA mounts has been some probably one of my better investments. Um, I made a ton of gold also in Shadowlands on it, so it's been it's been different. I still have, uh, I still have many 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 left i'm still checking out the, the island gear um especially the the dusk hood uh top hat dusk wood top hat i have to say um i was already in that market not fully and then hikon showed me he was full focus in that market and then like something hit me and like okay i'm gonna do the same and i noticed he's gonna ma made a lot of gold uh, now from selling those now slower but those high price items Top hat, yeah. If you can find them cheap, buy them. You can you can definitely make a good amount of gold out of them. I have a top hat at least on one realm, and I think I bought it for. I don't remember how much I bought it for, but I did notice that the last time I posted it with my normal flipping operation, it was posted for something like five hundred thousand gold, which is uh, crazy to me. So, what did you pay for it? I don't remember. I maybe fifty k. I don't remember. Yeah, around the end of BFA, they were being posted for 30, 30, 50k on Terminal. The most interesting thing for me is, or what I've found that I uh, that I've taken advantage of is, generally speaking, um, gear markets, uh, finished items, for whatever reason, is always less competitive than consumables and enchants. Um, I've almost always found that on every realm, even in classic, it was the same. Um, I wonder if there's this like uh, belief still among many people who want to get into gold making that uh, consumables is where it's at and alchemy is just like this crazy uh, repost all day market and then I have like the crafters mark 2 recipe which I'm sure many 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 people have now after how long the, the Maw rep has been out 
Um, and I'm still getting like three times crafting cost uh, and selling items almost as fast as I can post them without cancel scanning ever. I feel what it I feel like what it comes down to when it when it's uh, gear crafting is it usually gets overlooked um, because the the hot commodity items that everyone absolutely uses because of raids and mythic plus is is all the consumables right obviously gear sells well uh as as we found out but i think that's kind of why it's also like when 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 we go into us as content creators but also all the other gold makers that exist on youtube and twitch and whatnot what usually gets talked about is is all the consumables first of course, people will never stop needing consumables, uh, but people never stop leveling new alts or gearing new characters either. Um, it's uh, for me. I haven't actually made significant gold with alchemy on retail since uh, since Legion. The last couple of expansion, it's just been too competitive and too many people who are willing to uh, cancel scan significantly more than I am personally willing to because I hate spending my time cancel scanning. So if I have to cancel scan a, a large amount to make money on a market, then I'd rather do something else with my time. And that's what I did uh, for the, the first two weeks of Shadowlands. I made many, many millions on, on Alchemy because I sat in the auction house and canceled and reposted for, you know, 10, 10 hours a day. <laughs> I mean, it, it works really well. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and for the people who can be bothered doing that, then more power to them. They'll be uh, making gold that I wouldn't be able to make, uh, or I would be able to perhaps, but not willing to. And that's fine by me. Uh, I'll find my markets where I don't have to do that to make uh, make a, a lot of profit. Uh, with the old auction house, I could still make tons of gold with alchemy or at, during Legion just by overcutting and using weird stack sizing. Um, and uh, on like reset days, then people would just like, okay, there's a thousand stacks of one, or I can buy lazy gold stacks of five and save some time. And it's 30 gold more per flask, whatever I'll pay it. Saves me quicks. Still miss that system. I, I still miss that system. Really. If I could ask one thing to Blizzard, bring that system back. I like the UI, how the new auction house looks. I want to sell in stacks. Let me sell in stacks. Maybe now I can I can sell stacks like I said before. Maybe I can do it with a discount. Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. But but we all know why they made this change. It's for convenience and it's, it's for the average casual player, you know, so they have it as easy as possible when they open the auction house. If they want 422 pieces, they just type in 422 and then they get that. There's also the performance side, though. The old auction house was uh, apparently a piece of spaghetti code behind the scenes, uh, literally barely holding together. And there, with the current system, there's significantly less variables to track. They just need to track the quantity at any given price rather than the quantity and stack, the number of stacks and how many items are in the stack and the price. So they just have less variables to store. And I think that's also one of the main motivating factors. And then people just cancel scan too much and they have to throttle us. <laughs> Last thing I want to talk about, guys. Um, and I both talked to you about it. I have a feeling Dredgeco Master, the team, is working on DSM 4.11. It has been silenced on their side. Uh, Gamdras has posted a couple of things about uh, TSM, like the, the short market value uh, price. It's a three-day market value uh, price. Uh, he also talked about a guidance website he bought the domain about. 
Do you guys think they're working at the moment on the four four point eleven? I think they're enjoying the expansion and chilling. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Um, it's it's hard to say. It's hard to say. I mean, of course, they're <laughs> they've been updating the add-on continuously for years, um, so I'm sure they're working on the uh, the next version as well. The question is if it'll uh, be as um, as uh, big of a change as four point ten was. Um, they have not really pushed any changes yet for a lot of stuff that's really missing for Shadowlands professions. Like there's no support for uh, optional reagents or base legendary crafting or anything. Yeah, those are the things I'm missing as well in it. Yeah. Hopefully they uh, they put something out to uh, to support those systems because uh, that would be very nice. They have to because it's one of the key. Uh, uh, key elements in, in Tracical Master and I think they're just figuring out how to imply uh, that system in their current system um, my thoughts was they're like rebuilding the whole tra- the whole craft uh, uh, system that's my thought I'm hoping they're gonna put in some more information in it like uh, fill rate or whatsoever not just the the the, the prices on the sh- on the browse part when you go to gonna do your shopping, but also show them the sil- show us the sell rates as flippers that is, that can be very interesting and very useful to use. I mean, the more info, the better. So like like more more tool tool tips when when you're like browsing for for things to. No, like you can already see the information on the tooltip, but now I want to like have a column that shows me the sell rates. On certain things. Oh, okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I don't have to hover over all the items to check the sill rate. More convenience. <laughs> yeah, but those are like, think about a daily uh, stock trader. Uh, he also watches uh, information and he bases his trades on that. And I think that's very important uh, to give that simplicity in the system. But, Jag, this is just a game. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Talking about the game, how much money again is there involved daily? Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, if we put EU and US together, it's probably like $5 million or something that get mo- gets moved around. <laughs> it's the game. Yeah, it's just a game, dude. I think we finally could record the show with Lazy Goldmaker. Imagine that it actually worked. I am, I'm happy. <laughs> hey, Lazy, where can they find you? Uh, yeah, my home is the lazygoldmaker.com. That's where uh, that's the main hub, uh, the website where I post uh, currently post guides uh, two days a week, and you can also find always links to the latest YouTube videos, uh, my Twitch channel. Uh, Twitch channel is uh, Twitch.tv/lazygoldmaker, uh, where I stream uh, Mondays, Thursdays, and Sundays, uh, generally from eight uh, p.m. Central European time. Um, and then uh, I have my YouTube channel. Just search for the Lazy Goldmaker on YouTube, and you'll find it. And um, and my Patreon, where you can support me, Patreon.com/slash/TheLazyGoldmaker. Very nice. We actually have uh, an interesting piece—not an interesting, but an exciting piece of information. Um, we're gonna start posting the podcast on YouTube. And it's gonna be uh, on YouTube a day later than this, so it'll, it'll be out on Sundays. 
on YouTube where you guys can watch it if you're not um, a, a user of Spotify. And if neither or and you want another option, yet another option, then you can go on to um, auctionhousepodcast.com and there you can also listen to the podcast. So there's three options. Um, basically, if you're now already listening on YouTube, you already notice that we are on YouTube. Um, by the way, uh, Zenseville, you just released also a new video for the uh, copper to... Uh, to 100 million uh, uh just one just one million but uh yes i did release a new video on it it's uh it's an exciting series to to run it's uh it's it's really fun to do can you find that it's uh sensible on youtube nice sensible on everything everywhere the links are also on the website on the auctionhousepodcast.com you can find there the links uh also don't forget twitch tv uh sensible so you can watch him live and uh, insult him in any, in any way you want. Yes, please bully me. A little bit of update from my side. Um, if you didn't see a lot of new content on my website, it has to do with some technical problems on my website side. I'm working ASAP on it. I'm not a uh, technical person when it comes to coding, but somebody's looking at it for me. So I hope sooner or later it will be fixed and I can post more content on it. Um, something else is I still have two spots left for the coaching, the live one-on-one coaching for trade school master and gold making. If you want to sign up for that, it's totally free. So you can sign up on my website, www.golddipper.com. And there's at the guide, uh, menu, there's like a page for it, trade school master and gold making coaching. There's a form on it, sign up. Uh, there's some rules read them before you're going to sign up and i'm going to teach you if you're like a new gold maker or you're like an advanced gold maker and you want to take it a step up i'm going to show you the ways or i'm going to help your mindset uh, in a way that you can make maybe more gold or not that's that's up to you actually we also want to thank evelyn Evelyn is uh, my girlfriend, but she's been working on helping for all the graphics that you guys are seeing, the website, and uh, she's doing a really good job. Also, if you're listening on YouTube, you're seeing like the little graphic we have with the with the sound wave going in the middle. It, it is all done by her. She's been a very uh, awesome help, and we appreciate it very much. Yes, absolutely. Thank you very much, Evelyn. Guys, I want to thank you. Sensible, I want to, uh, I want to thank you for your time. Lazy, I want to thank you for your time and for this second episode. Um, because, yeah, last time it was like a shit show. Um, Should have been the second, now it's the third. It's the third. <laughs> so, thank you for your time again. And Thanks for having me. I hope to see you maybe in a, another episode of, uh, of the, the Auction House podcast. Yeah, hopefully. Guys, thank you for listening. If you're on YouTube, give it a thumbs up. Subscribe, uh, set a comment, maybe if a question for us about gold make. Your last words for the show. I like trains. I like peeled bananas. Yes, thank you. See you on episode four next Saturday. See ya. See ya. I'm out.